people put their faith in, into this because they saw this huge mirage where, where cars were being like raffled around and uh, BMWs and Mercedes cars. They believed. blowing up was the social media buzz. It was 2021 and the mood in Argentina was despondent. We were in the midst of a brutal second wave of COVID and over 40% of the population was living in poverty. The government was desperately trying to keep a lid on worsening national economic situation. The Argentine peso was falling against the dollar and the people who still had money to save didn't know where to turn. This is when a lot of Argentines first heard of Generación Soy, which translates in English to Generation Zoe. Smart, modern and high-tech, the company described itself as a university where, instead of learning clunky maths with little practical application or reading outdated, pretentious literary theory, you could learn the skills you really needed for the modern era. Trading, crypto, coaching, soft skills and all the other skills you need to learn if you want to get ahead in the 21st century digital economy. Zoe even offered trading for children and lots in its virtual metaverse. Uh, it, w- it was very loud and it was very big and it had like a, like a cult feeling to it. Like, it had like, like this, this, this church cult feel to it where people, uh, people threw their identities into, into the scheme. That's Federico Fassbender, editor of the crime section at the news website Infobay in Argentina. What's more, at Generación Soy, you didn't pay a fee. Rather, you made an investment, and the returns they promised were amazing. 7.5 a month, 10% a month, it all depended on your contract and how much money you were willing to part with. Argentina uses the peso, and there are strict controls on exchanging currency, but at Generación Soy, everything was done in US dollars. Zoe had a kind of tier system and was surrounded by a whole family of companies. If the marketing material was to be believed, you'd be rewarded with swanky trips on private planes. It was all done in cash. I'm seeing contracts for $10,000, $20,000, which in Argentina is huge money. You want $20,000 buys you a brand new car. If you think it all sounds too good to be true, you're right. It was, of course, a Ponzi scheme. Following a series of slaps on the wrist for doing things like allowing people to buy shares without making it clear that they weren't a publicly traded company, the Argentine authorities eventually opened a major fraud investigation. The man at the head of it all was Leonardo Cositorto. He was big in the ontological coaching world, and it soon emerged that Zoe wasn't his first rodeo. He'd been hit with a series of lawsuits in the past, although he hasn't actually been convicted of anything yet. When he realized the jig was up, He packed his bags and ran, but he kept posting videos from an unknown location in the Caribbean. He protested that he'd done nothing wrong and that Zoe was all a legitimate business. He landed on an airport, but he didn't go through the migration system. He didn't go through customs. He rented a mansion in a, in a private community in a, with a very large golf course. And then he left that. He was paying like $10,000. And then he started going through a temporary, uh, temporary apartments. He started, using, started going through Airbnb. He was um, doing this, these broadcasts, masking his IP address with a VPN device. And, and, and at one point, he made a slip up. And that gave Interpol a hint of what was going on. 
and they were, uh, and, and that slip up uh, pointed to Dominican Republic. And it wasn't far from where he was actually staying. So they started um, looking at his videos and then comparing them to the pictures on uh, on temporary rent sites. And there was a match. And so they went for him and they, and they found him. Cosi Torto has since been deported to Argentina, where he's in pretrial detention. A number of his former associates have also been prosecuted. Earlier this month, a judge ordered him to return $75,000 to one of his victims. No one knows for sure how many people bought into it, but the Argentine authorities are looking at several million dollars in transactions and thousands of people, in addition to dozens of local court cases. What's more, about 4,500 people have come forward in Mexico and Colombia claiming that they were defrauded too. Ponzi schemes are named after the businessman come fraudster Charles Ponzi, who operated in the States in the 1920s. They often involve people being recruited by someone they know into an opportunity to invest their cash. They're promised amazing returns that appear to grow beyond their wildest dreams as they move up a series of levels. But their survival relies on each new recruit signing up a bunch of their friends and persuading them, too, to part with their cash. This vast base is why they're also known as pyramid schemes. Often, what the fraudsters are really doing is effectively robbing Peter to pay Paul, as Federico told me. This much is probably nothing new to you, but the glamorous, high-stakes, high-tech world of cryptocurrency and the fact that some people who invested very early or got very lucky genuinely have become fabulously wealthy means that cryptocurrencies have become a target of choice for a whole new generation of pyramid schemes. In January, Associated Press reported that the Brazilian beach town Cabo Frio was home to so many pyramid schemes that it became known as the New Egypt. The ringleader there was a man called Gladson Acacios dos Santos, a former waiter who kickstarted his business at a local church. Through a crypto Ponzi scheme in which he promised 10% monthly returns on investment and referral fees for bringing in new recruits, he had managed to process transactions worth $7 billion between 2015 and 2021. He's now in jail after allegedly ordering hits on rivals who tried to muscle in on his business, charges which he denies. These schemes exist all over the world, though. Perhaps the largest example was OneCoin, a scheme operating from Bulgaria that US prosecutors valued at some $4 billion. So what are the warning signs and what can we do about it? I think for me, what rings alarm bells is when people promise returns, when people guarantee profit. That's almost always going to be a scam. It's either the, the person is either a scammer, perhaps even more likely they're, they're not even aware that it's a scam. They might be promoting it without knowing that it's a scam, right? Because that it doesn't exist. There are no guaranteed returns. That's, that's false from, from the very start. The problem with, with a lot of cryptocurrency schemes is that people know that others have made a lot of money and they don't understand why. So when someone tells them, well, hey, just listen to what I say and you can make a lot of money too, it's very attractive, right? Because it's a real thing. People really do make large sums of money with crypto. That's true. So people let let uh, let their judgment be clouded by that fact and 
and let their judgment be clouded by greed as well. That's John Dennehy. He used to be on the team here at Pirate Wire Services, but he's also the founder of My First Bitcoin, a cryptocurrency education project in El Salvador that aims to teach people how crypto works so they can use it safely without losing their money or falling prey to scams like these. So I think education is the best defense against all of these schemes because they almost always rely on the users not understanding what cryptocurrency is specifically, but also more broadly, how markets work. It is not sustainable, any of these models. And if you understand that the model is not sustainable, then you probably won't invest in it. But the people who believed they were investing their money in Generación Soy, they either didn't know all this or they choose not to believe it was true. People are, were putting in money like crazy. You see the civil demands, you see the commercial demands and, and the amount of money and the, and the amount of insane promises that Zoe was making on, on its contract. You see uh, a promise up to, up to 20%. There was a contract in Bishamaria, which is like the golden emperor, super elite contract. They have this, this weird, crazy names where people were saying, uh, um, were promised 10% of the general profits of Zoe. Imagine if you sold it to nine other people, it were really like the, the, the sole holders of the whole Zoe profit. People, people were promised vacations and resort, trips on private planes. The contracts were starting to leak out. And you see that these people were, were, were running rampant. Part of the problem is that it's easier to disguise these scams when everything seems to be going up in the market. Here's John again. Especially when the market is going up, then everybody is looking for a way to get exposed to, to the upside of that. Also, the scams could exist for longer in a, in a bull market as opposed to a bear market because they actually are, you know, if you give them X and the asset actually goes up 20%, then they actually can pay you 20%, right? That That's real. That's That's not made up, but that only works in certain market conditions, right? And the market will, sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down. So it's not sustainable, but in when cryptocurrency markets are in a bull cycle, then these Ponzi schemes are sustainable for much longer, which goes back to the earlier point, like it, it might trick people into having faith in them because they aren't brand new, because they have been around for a little bit. I can't help but feel that it's not a coincidence that Generación Soy, with its educational facade, got so big here in Argentina at this point in time. They say the most successful fraudsters have a knack for sensing what people want and what drives them. Amid the pandemic, new technology for online education and courses teaching remote working skills have mostly been seen as a good thing. University here is public and free, but South America has some of the longest degree courses in the world and most students never graduate. Even before the pandemic, economists and sociologists in Argentina had noticed a trend for private educational providers to offer short courses that were supposedly a surefire way to find a job in new tech-related roles such as community manager and influencer. They're based around the idea that conventional university education is out of date, slow, difficult and bureaucratic, and you might come out the other end and still end up unemployed. But who's watching for the standards of these private providers? Generación Soy feels like a cautionary tale of a company that has used the smoke and mirrors of the remote working, work smarter not harder, passive income discourse to perpetuate a massive fraud. 
Federico disagrees. He feels that when you get down to it, all crypto Ponzi schemes are the same. It's the same old song, maybe a little more glossy, maybe a little more Christian. Because Hidorto is very Christian. Uh, he used a lot of uh, pastor-like speech. He, really, he threw in a little Bible quotes around. I mean, it was targeted to, to a certain level of people. And it, I mean, you have a Ponzi scheme for every cultural interface. There were Ponzi schemes for, uh, for hippies. There were Ponzi schemes for, uh, for high-class, high-brow people. There were Ponzi schemes for wealthy-class people. There, uh, I, I've seen them all. The prosecution of Cositorto and his associates will probably rumble on for years. And even as the case makes its way through the courts, there must be countless more crypto Ponzi schemes tricking people out of their savings all over the world. Ultimately, they'll find out the hard way that not all that glitters is gold, even when it shimmers through the brave new world of crypto. The mirage was good. I must say the mirage that they put up was very good. You've been listening to the Pirate Wire Services podcast. You can sign up to our newsletter at piratewireservices.substack.com, follow us on Twitter at pirate underscore wire, and now listen to us on Spotify at Pirate Wire Radio. If you like our work, please consider taking a paid subscription. That allows us to invest proper time and energy in developing in-depth, high-quality independent journalism about Latin America. Until next week, ciao piratas! Ciao piratas!